Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks Radio Network. Here's Joe Brand. The word that was used the most over the past couple of practices and during morning skates and even heading into this one as the Hawks were looking to reset their season after the All-Star break and turn the page and move forward after a 14-34-2 start heading into this game. Well, unfortunately, the Hawks didn't quite reset until the second period. It was a good response in the middle 20 minutes of this one, but it wasn't enough as they fall one goal short of the Minnesota Wild. A 2-1 final from the United Center as the Hawks begin their longest home stretch of the year, 10 of their next 11 here at the UC, but they started off with a loss. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to midnight tonight after this late tilt between the Hawks and the Minnesota Wild. A 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us if you're on your way home. But for right now, we're going to head on upstairs and bring in our pal Troy Murray. He was on the call with John Weideman tonight. Troy, we talked about not the performance we wanted to see in the first 20 minutes. Definitely a good resurgence from this Hawks team in the second period. and Some good looks, some chances in the third period, but when you miss out on the first 20 minutes of an opportunity to kind of reset and you don't take advantage of it, that might come into play as the difference in this one. And By the end of it, the Hawks just didn't have enough to fully come back and, and take down the Wild tonight despite some, some solid effort in the final 40 minutes. Again, the effort was there um, last 40 minutes. The second and third period were, were pretty good. They were pretty even. They outshot uh, Minnesota in those two periods. But, you know, you, you look at the inability for the Blackhawks to, to score goals consistently, and it's really been hurting him, them in the last little while here. They've had opportunities. You look at the six breakaways in that game against Calgary, nothing to show for it. Boris Kachuka, clean-cut breakaway from the blue line in. It's a 1-1 hockey game. That could make the difference. And you look at it, Colin Blackwell's opportunity with a wide-open net goaltender outside the crease, and it hits the back of the skate of one of the uh, Minnesota Wild players standing in the crease on the goal line. So just some, some tough puck luck. But, uh, you know, again, the effort was there. and These guys like to score goals, but they haven't been able to do that lately. And that is kind of the game plan that we saw towards the – Right before the break started, we we saw some consistency from this team. We saw some better overall efforts. And again, it, it may have taken 20 minutes to really get that from this team tonight, but I, I, I'd imagine that's still the game plan for this team. Stick to this game plan because then eventually they will be able to find the back of the net. You can only wait for Connor Bedard for so long. It's it's going to take everyone to pitch in and, and just try to stick to this same game plan to try to get things going offensively. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's it's hard to figure out. And even, you know, you're just missing a lot of NHL experience in the lineup. Athanasiu, Taylor Hall, um, you know, these guys were, were figured to be a, a big piece of it. Beauvillier's got great offensive skills. You know, these guys were, were brought in to, you know, kind of, help out what's going on with, with Connor Bedard in his rookie season. It just with all the injuries, it hasn't been there. The consistency has, has been, you know, off and on. They've played, played well as far as the effort, but, you know, not having the NHL experience in the lineup, I think, has made some difference. And, you know, some guys have, have struggled who would hope, and, you know, a guy like uh, Lucas Reichel and 
it made a little mistake at the end there. Great play by Brock Faber to come in here and strip the puck away from Lucas Reichel, who had one hand on his stick. And, you know, he knew that he had to be stronger on that play. I don't think he saw Brock Faber coming from behind, um, you know, but hoping for a reset for him coming into the second part of, or the, you know, the, the, the stretch run here uh, with just over 30 games to go. You know, that, that that kind of play right there for, for Lucas has got to be a little bit disheartening because, you know, he wants to, to do better. He stuck around Chicago here and just hung out, and his, his parents came in town, and they just, you know, enjoyed the city of Chicago. But just an opportunity for him to have conversations with his father as well and, and come back and get the job done. And, you know, it's frustrating for these guys when they can't find the back of the net when they have opportunities, and it's 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 just a, it's a, it's a tough struggle right now. And, and that's the that's the difference in these games. The effort has been there, but the finish and the, the quality of execution, uh, and especially in the first period in this one, was just not where it needed to be. And then when you looked at some of the chances, not able to finish them. Going back to Reichel, do you feel like at least baby steps tonight in the right direction? Because I feel like he had a, a couple of good plays, a couple of good chances, and, and just a little bit more assertive than what we've seen before. Well, he was, you know, minus two in this one, so he was on the ice for, for both of the goals. And, and, you know, maybe you're not directly at fault. The first one was a bad line change um, and some miscommunication between Mrazek and the defenseman. I think it was Phillips and, and uh, Korchinski who were out on the ice on that play. Take a quick little peek there. Uh, Skorchinski and uh, Megna, who were, were out on the ice there that uh, for the first goal there. And just a miscommunication. Both defensemen kind of peeled off in the wrong direction. Nobody went to get the puck, and Minnesota on the forecheck got right in there. And with the line change that was not a good line change, everybody kind of got caught out of their structure. And, you know, that's the first goal. So little mistakes have kind of come back to haunt them a little bit. They've worked hard. The goaltending has been good. And for Lucas Reichel, I, I did think that he, at some times uh, in this game, when he had possession, looked more confident with it, was carrying it through the neutral zone. Uh, but in some ways, he's, he's got to be stronger. So for him to try and build on, you know, some of the play that he's had here that, that seems to be getting better, just a little mistake like that can it can certainly affect your, your psyche. You mentioned the struggles offensively and and there is a little bit of some bad luck involved too but i mean it, it, that ending sequence where donato doesn't shoot right away but then he sets up blackwell it, it almost felt like okay if this one's not going to go in then the the hawks are going to have a real tough time tying this game up because that was probably the best opportunity and uh, but it, again i mean you got to give credit to minnesota for having two guys in front of the net right there but uh, again, if if that's not going in in that moment, I'm not quite sure when the Hawks are going to tie this thing up. Yeah, and you know Blackwell's one of these guys that you know he he really takes it hard, and he knows that that was an opportunity, and it just was it was lucky for Minnesota not to give up a goal on that play. That was a terrible giveaway by Philip Gustafson, the goaltender, handed it right to Donato, but yeah. where he passed it to was right where Donato had the angle, and, he, and the goaltender was right there, even though he was about 10 feet out of his net. So Donato goes around him. Blackwell is standing you know, by himself in front of the net, and a nice play by Donato, and and two guys from Minnesota, they both came back, and, you know, it's desperation mode. They're just st- trying to get in the way of something, and it, it just happened that it, it hit the leg, and he didn't even see it hit him. And from Blackwell, you're just thinking, okay, I'm just going to shoot this at the net. And, you know, he, he got a pretty decent shot away, 
but just didn't go in. And, and that's got to be frustrating because, you know, those are the type of plays, the breakaway by Kachuk, when you have those opportunities, those are the ones that you you, you got to really bear down and, and find a way to score those goals. Because when you're struggling as a team, as a group, to find pucks into the back of the net, those little plays, you're not getting many of them. Those are the ones that you got to finish off. Well, Troy, kind of more of the same tendencies we saw before the All-Star break. Again, just didn't quite get it in the first 20 minutes, but at least hopefully still a trend in the right direction for this team and a whole bunch of home games on, on the slate coming up. So at least they can hopefully ride some momentum here at home, get a lot of practices in, uh, a, lot of, a lot of positives going on for this team the next month with being at home for so much. Yeah, you know, maybe good and bad. I, I think that it's probably too much staying at home. And it, sometimes, you know, you, you, you want to get away on the road. You want to be able to, you know, bond a little bit and, and hang out with the team. Um, but you're going to have a, a lot of games. And there's not going to be a lot of time to practice. There's a lot of games that are, you know, one day in between. You know, you got to practice tomorrow. you got the game on, on Saturday. And then, um, what is it, Monday? Well, no, game on Friday. And then. Friday, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, tomorrow is, is Thursday. <laughs> Lost all my days Well, it's, a, it's almost today is Thursday, and well, the game yeah. is tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then it's Sunday or Monday? Uh, Monday? Tuesday. 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 Yeah. So they, okay. So the Hawks get Saturday, Sunday, Monday off? Yes, yes. Oh, so another there, break. There will be another, an off day another, there Another somewhere. break. I, I think I'm going to go down to Mexico or something for those. <laughs> go back over to Portland, maybe. And yeah, whatever. Hang out. Yeah, I know. You know, but uh, it, it is a really weird schedule. As I was telling John at the end of the broadcast, there as a player and as as a broadcaster, I don't remember ten of eleven being, you know, played at uh, at home at any time. So that's a, a big stretch here. And Blackhawks will like to make the most of it. They're only two games under 500 uh, at home, so they've played well at home. The effort's been there and. You know, I think that the, the, you know, the excitement of Connor Bedard coming back in a couple of weeks is always there, and people are excited to have that happen. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, these guys are just going to try and work their way through it, and maybe some healthy bodies start coming back in, like Tyler Johnson, who I thought, you know, was good. And, you know, he made NHL plays out there tonight, and you're, yeah. you're getting the effort, but without some of the key players that you had penciled in and with all the injuries, it's been tough to find some consistency. I hear you. All right, pal. It's a late night, so we'll uh, we'll let you get back home so you can get to bed at a, a reasonable hour. That'll probably be Thursday, but uh, yeah, we'll it, it will it will be Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you too. What you're going up to midnight? Yeah, yeah. It's not too bad. And no. I mean, you guys did most of the the legwork with the late puck drop, so it makes it for an easy post game show. So I can't complain. Well, I'll tune in on the way home. All right. Well, hopefully, I don't make you fall asleep on the way home. <laughs> well, yeah, I hope I don't fall asleep on the way home, <laughs> whether, it's, so whether it's your fault or not. <laughs> <laughs> so just have that green tea ready, okay? <laughs> have a good one. All right, you too, Troy. That All is right. Troy Murray. He and John Weineman on the call tonight as the Hawks fall to the Minnesota Wild 2-1 to here at the United Center. Hawks now fall to 14-35-2 on the season. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to call or if you'd like to text. Let's uh, quickly jump into the phone line before we get to our first break. Um, caller wants to talk about, uh, actually, I can't, I can't read it. Go ahead, caller. Say your name and where you're from. Hey, Joe, it's me, Devin from Payless Hills. <laughs> what's uh, up, Devin from no Payless thought. Hills? How you doing? Good, good. What, what, what's on your mind? 
So, uh, you know, another disappointing loss in the books. It's, it's tough not to look ahead uh, and get excited about the drafts. Currently, the Hawks are in last place. So uh, that means the worst we can do in the, the draft lottery is fall to three. If that does happen, or is there any player that you have your eye on that you're hoping that the Hawks take if we don't land Celebrini? All right. Well, thank you very much, Devin from Payless Hills, the avid caller. And uh, listen, I, I haven't dug too deep into the NHL draft for this upcoming year quite yet. Uh, it's just one of those things where not quite sure how deep you want to dive until the Blackhawks find out who they're going or where they're going to draft, rather. I, I know all of a sudden, you know, we're kind of having this conversation about the possibility of. Hawks getting number one once again. Obviously, we, we did all the the ping-pong balls, the chances, the percentages all of last season, and uh, it ended up working out in the Hawks' favor to get Connor Bedard. I almost feel like it's, uh, I don't want to say irresponsible, but just a little too overly optimistic to just kind of hold out more hope for another overall first-round draft pick, for first overall draft pick, I should say. But, you know, as I quickly Google, I mean, obviously Macklin Celebrini at, at the top, uh, Cole Iserman there, Caden Lindstrom, um, Ivan Demidov. So I, I don't know. I haven't done that deep of a dive. Uh, maybe later on as the season goes, we'll we'll go into it a little bit further. But I mean, even last year, I, I wasn't looking too much into it other than uh, Connor Bedard, Adam Fantilli, and Matvey Mitchkov. And, you know, it ended up being a, a spin of events as Leo Carlson went number two overall. Uh, by the Anaheim Ducks, so it's one of those things that, yeah, I know it's it's determined on the Blackhawks' future, but there's just there's a lot of good talent already in the system. There's a lot of good prospects to keep an eye on. Um, so I'd kind of rather focus on that who who's already in the Hawks system before we jump to the gun about the possibility of it. But uh, I, I understand where your mind's at. I understand where the thought process is for that and uh, looking ahead for this team because obviously the rebuild is in effect right now. Uh, we're here at year two, and once again, the Hawks are struggling to pick up wins. Shot it across the rink to Taylor Radish, crossing the wild line, gave it to Kershev. Kershev put it in front of him, and the score! It's Nick Foligno! Kershev's pass was through the air, and there was Foligno with a pseudo-baseball swing, knocking the puck in behind Gustafson. Foligno with the goal, but a boom, but a bang, and we're tied at one. Nicolino's 10th goal of the season, unfortunately the only goal for the Hawks tonight in a 2-1 loss to the Minnesota Wild. Hawks offense has been dry lately, 11 goals in just their last 11 games. But we'll give Nick Foligno our player with the most heart, sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to call or text. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. we got Chris Foster's TV voice of the Chicago Blackhawks who uh, caught a different angle of the game tonight. It was on the national broadcast, so he was hanging around in the press box. Apparently he was hanging around in the, the truck for the third period and a, a great conversation with Marcus Foligno of uh, the Minnesota Wild after this one. Yeah, I, I roamed around a little bit. I, I spent the first period up in the press box with Gene Honda, our public address announcer here at the United Center. And then in the third period, I was fortunate enough to be in the production truck for the TNT broadcast. And it was funny watching and listening to that third period unfold because it, it was there was no question they were going to talk to a Foligno right. postgame. They talked to both of them pregame on the ice at the same time. Yeah. The only question was, 
which team is going to win, that would that would determine which Felino brother they talk to. <laughs> Regrettably, it, it was Marcus Felino of the Minnesota Wild, but Marcus, uh, every bit as charismatic and, and personable of an interview as as his brother Nick. And, of course, there was the fight between Marcus Foligno and, and Jared Tenorti, and Marcus gave actually a, a pretty great breakdown of the lead-up to that fight. And I'm not sure if TNT will post that interview or not. I hope they do because it, it was it was really good the way he detailed the events leading up to it. And, and the first thing that he said was he paid a, a compliment to Jared Tenorti and hmm. said that he's an honorable guy who plays the game <laughs> the right way. They've had some run-ins before, but there was a, a, a hit that – Marcus administered on on Jared that he didn't like uh, because he thought Jared thought he was in a in a compromised position, mostly incidental. There was a, a little bit of jawing that went back and forth over the next few minutes of the game, and then they happened to meet again, skating in opposite directions behind the net. And uh, Marcus said there was maybe some accidental on purpose contact that he initiated then and and, and shortly thereafter that, that turned out to be the straw that broke the camel's back for Jared and so they they uh, dropped the gloves and and for for my mind that was the the best fight of the season I think for the Blackhawks anyway yeah, that was I agree. A, a great tussle between Marcus Foligno and Jared Tenorti we got another break we got to get to but really quick any other thing that popped out in your mind watching this one Definitely the Felino storyline, I think, and also keeping an eye on on Minnesota rookie defenseman Brock Faber, who's who's having a good season. Certainly, he's been compared more and more to Connor Bedard in the rookie of the year race. Faber's got eleven points in his last eleven games, but um, also the, the 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 tough break that Colin Blackwell and Ryan Donato had with yeah. a, an open net and two guys standing in there, and they accidentally blocked the shot. Thanks for coming by, pal. See you tomorrow at practice. That sounds good. We'll keep it rolling. That is Chris Vosters. Hawks fall to the Minnesota Wild 2-1 to one tonight from the United Center. Uh, we got to get to another break. We'll get you set up for the next game and uh, take more of your text. 312-981-7200. Hits Donato in the skate over the center ice circle. The Wild get it back. Rossi into the Hawks zone. Put it out in front. Here's a backhand shot by Johansson, and it's gobbled up by Peter Morazic, and he'll hold on as we get a little pile up in the hot crease. That was one of Peter Mrazek's 23 saves tonight, and that is our Save of the Game, sponsored by ComEd Financial Assistance Programs. Hawks fall to the Minnesota Wild 2-1 to here tonight from the United Center as the Hawks suffer their 11th straight loss against the Minnesota Wild, a trend that's been going on for over four years now uh, since February 4th, 2020. I'm Joe Brand. We're wrapping up Blackhawks postgame show as uh, it was a late one here tonight. But real quick on Mrazek, again, 23 saves tonight. A big reason why the Hawks were in this game for so long. Not that Minnesota was really outplaying the Hawks. I mean, they only really did in the first period, outshooting them 11-1. But th- that was probably his his best performance in the game because then the Hawks gained more momentum, more momentum in the second and third periods. They actually outshot the Minnesota Wild uh, 20 to 14 over the last 40 minutes. So they were getting back to the type of hockey we were seeing them right before the All-Star break. But unfortunately, once again, not enough tonight. Quickly at the text line, a great effort and program. Razik great in goaltending as always. Great fight. Tenorti helped spark the team. Yeah, totally, totally believe so. Uh, Peter Puck in Peoria. Say that 10 times fast. Uh, why was the game approximately 15 minutes late? So that was an actually scheduled puck drop. A lot of times with these national broadcasts, they're just a little bit later 
or in this case, about 12 to 15 minutes later than the original scheduled puck drop. Uh, it's just what happens. Uh, we were made note of it. I know fans probably uh, were either surprised by it or maybe they saw Chris Foster's Twitter and knew exactly when the puck drop was going to be. But uh, those things do tend to happen. And honestly, if the Rangers game uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning went even a little bit longer, this game may have started a little bit later as well. Luckily, that wasn't the case. And uh, from the 708 area code, look out for right-handed defenseman Artyom Levshinov. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, from Michigan State, he's having an historic season. He's a big body player that you should keep your eye on. Hawks fans should be excited about him. You know what? How about this? One of the later Blackhawks lives will really take a deeper dive into more of the draft and um, who the Hawks could possibly end up with. As Devin from Payless Hills pointed out, if the season ended today, the Hawks would be guaranteed a pick at the very lowest at number three overall. So still a good spot to be for the rebuild, but you would like to see some more wins to uh, help this team just kind of move forward. This is not something that this current Blackhawks roster is very thrilled about, just having these games where they keep falling up short. Um, but obviously, again, as we mentioned in the past, this is what tends to happen in a rebuild. The Hawks now 14-35-2 after tonight's loss against the Minnesota Wild. Let's get to our next game preview, which is sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. Miller evades two stick checks, connects with Pitlick for the breakout. Now VC up the right wing, moving in. VC on the backhand, scores! Top shelf! Off the rush, Jimmy VC. One nothing Rangers. That's Alex Faust on the radio call, filling in for Kenny Albert. I believe he had the national call on the TV side of TNT as uh, he was filling in on MSG Radio Network um, or Rangers Radio Network. Don't have that entirely correct. I apologize if so. But the Hawks' next game against the Rangers on Friday is 7.30 puck drop, a 7 o'clock FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show here on 720 WGA. Blackhawks Hockey has been sponsored by Sitgo. When you start with Sitgo, you're good to go. United Airlines, your Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers. Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time, and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to all the help back at the WGN Radio Studios. Our production crew of Colin McCarthy, Patrick Hennessy, they were led by our captain, the tireless Krista Flores at Engineer. John Weideman and Troy Murray had the call. Our reporter was Jack Heinrich, and our engineer here at the UC was the Hall of Famer, Paul Zerang. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand, signing off once again the final score, 2-1 to one in favor of the Minnesota Wild.